from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for week commencing December the 31st, 2017. Hi, I'm Robert, VK3DN. And I'm Brian, VK3GR. G'day, Rob. G'day, listeners. G'day, Brian. How are you? Happy and well, mate. It's uh, post-Christmas, pre-New Year right now. It's a very nice time to be not at work. Yeah, what have you been doing today? Uh, weeding, yeah. Weeding? Yeah, I should have done it months ago, but uh, study and uh, weather and work and other things and, uh, you know, just... Uh, weeding, well, very good. Probably a little bit too late for uh, showing off the house at Christmas, but uh, nobody really pointed it out, so I, I thought I should probably get ahead for, I don't mm. know, Easter or winter or next Christmas or something like that. Does the garden look good now? No, looks terrible. Right. A little bit better. All that effort. That's right. We've been down at uh, EMDRC over mm. the... Uh, Last couple of days. Yesterday was a foundation training day and the assessments this morning and some uh, very happy faces uh, exiting the club rooms this morning. So. I remember, yeah, I remember doing my exam at the same rooms and how happy I was when I left. I know we've done a lot of those uh, foundation courses there over the years too. And everyone's, it's nice to see people as excited as we were well, when I was when we first started this. Mm. And uh, it was 12 years ago, mate. Wow. Time's gone fast. It has. Mm. Uh, well, it's good. We've done it now for the last, what, uh, probably six or seven years. We've run a foundation course over the Christmas yeah, break, Christmas, and yeah. it works for some people, and, mm. and it's good. And uh, we're filling in, of course, for Graham, uh, VK4BB, and he mentioned on last week's news some uh, some uh, family, family matters that he needs to spend time with. So we wish him the very best, and we're here for the next couple of weeks So uh, with your listeners. All right, uh, Brian, the WIA National Office. Yeah, office closure for the Christmas and New Year holiday. A reminder that the WIA office in Bayswater closed on December 22nd and will reopen in the new year at 11am Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Tuesday the 2nd of January. That's uh, closing December 22nd already and back on Tuesday 22nd of January coming up in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, lead straight into Marcus VK5WTF with the director piece for this week's broadcast. This is Marcus VK5 Whiskey Tango Foxtrot with this week's board comment. This week I'm actually coming to you from Old Pelion Hut. It's out on the Overland Track down in Tasmania. This hut actually celebrated its 100th birthday. So it's actually um, a couple of years younger than the WAA itself. I suppose like anything this old, everything needs a bit of work, a bit of repairing around the sides. And they've done a bit of work in here. And looks looks great. But there's still memories of the old here as well. With um, people that have signed their name on the walls from times like 1945, 1936, even 1923 I can see. And some of the new additions are memories of the old. A copy of the original logbook and also a new logbook for people to put their new memories into. And I suppose that's something that the new board has been dealing with. Is still keeping the old organisation but fixing up around the sides. Under the amazing leadership of Justin, VK7TW, with assistance, of course, from the Vice President, David Ford, VK4MZ. Now, a lot of you out there might think, we haven't seen a lot, but that's the thing with the board. The board sets up the rules for the rest of the organisation. What you, as a member, should be seeing is the committees, the new rules for the committees, the new standards that we set. Setting a new baseline for the organisation that we've done in the last seven months That's what you guys see. And we're hoping that that for the future will set up new foundations, a new baseline for the WIA. It was 12 months ago, again, on a hike. 
that I had a time to think about whether I wanted to nominate for the WAA board. And, well, you can see what's happened there. And, and it's probably about this time that maybe a few of you out there are thinking to yourself, should I nominate? All I can say is go for it. We need a nice wide range of experience. Knowing everything about radios is not what you need to be on the board. Being an expert in tropospheric propagation is not necessary to be on the board. What is needed is a generalist knowledge in radios, but also experience with being involved with running an organisation. That helps a lot. And if you think that that's you, put that nomination together and put it in. Because like this old heart that's still standing, we want the WIA to be still be standing in another 50 or even another 100 years. This is VK5 Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, going clear. Thanks again, Marcus. And to some WIA board news, uh, news of the election of WIA directors. Three WIA director positions are ending their term and vacancies are open under the WIA constitution and through a postal ballot. These directors retire at the end of the annual general meeting on the 19th of May 2018 at the Gold Coast, Queensland, and each retiring director is eligible for re-election. Returning Officer John Marshall said that candidates must be a WIA voting member and hold an Australian amateur radio licence. The deadline for nominations is the 31st of January 2018. Formal notification of the election is in the December issue of the WIA Journal Amateur Radio magazine and on the WIA website. The WIA relies on functional WIA committees. The Wireless Institute of Australia relies on the work of its various specialist committees to deliver services and to consider requests or changes in their areas. The WIA board has taken a number of steps towards restructuring the committees and has found that some no longer exist while there is a need for some new ones. These steps included consultation that led to introduction of the Volunteer Charter, a two-year tenure for new leaders, and the advertising of any vacancy. Each committee was asked to explain how it operates, its structure and membership, and future planning. There was also an expectation they would report their activity frequently, Publicising the committees and encouraging broader participation of suitable qualified people in them is part of the reform process. For any committee vacancy or a need for additional resources, a public interview process, including the applicant's curriculum vitae, has been introduced. This addresses any concern that membership is closed or filled internally by the committee itself. It has also been highlighted that committees can be misunderstood. The long-established WIA Technical Advisory Committee is a prime example. The TAC is not so much a committee as an umbrella for a group of jobs and the people who do them. In other words, it's a pool of experts in various technical aspects of amateur radio that can be drawn upon when needed to lead discussion on particular areas. The TAC Technical Panel consists of advisors in VHF, UHF, microwaves, EME, Satellites, repeaters, beacons, band plans, packet, APRS, ATV, D-Star and digital DX modes. Its regular clerical jobs are repeater and beacon databases, VHF, UHF distance records and technical data compilation for the WAA callbook. The TAC does not meet behind closed doors, but consults and explores various issues as they arise using its panel of experts. Currently, it's looking at a clash between the new digital FT8 mode on 6 metres as well as the IARU project harmonising band planning worldwide. Each proposal for change is publicised and any input is welcome. The WA committee appreciates all views and work collaboratively to achieve the best outcome for all. And thanks to Jim Linton, VK3PC, for that report. 
International news with thanks to the IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, the WIA Local News Service, VK7, VK3PC and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Selling of non-compliant drone AV transmitters has been stopped. The US Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, has acted decisively and imposed a $180,000 fine on a Florida company that has been marketing audiovisual transmitters. These devices were advertised as AV transmitters capable of operating on both amateur radio and other frequencies reserved for government use. The IARU Member Society, the ARRL, made an urgent complaint to the FCC to begin an inquiry. The FCC noted that to use the AV transmitters required an amateur radio licence and also needed to comply with all applicable laws for such operation. They're very popular these days, Rob. We've spoken about them in the past a few times, haven't we? Yeah, but to be uh, used on drones, it's becoming very popular too. Yeah, and once they're up uh, in clear sp- uh, sky, space, it, mm. uh, they go a bit further and cause a lot more trouble. Mm. Logbook of the world to add support for the CQWAZ award. Participants in the CQ Magazine's Worked All Zones Award Program will soon be able to use the Logbook of the World system of ARRL to apply for the WAZ Award and its endorsements. Amateur radio operators will be able to use the LOTW logs to generate lists of confirmed contacts to be submitted for WAZ credit. Standard LOTW credit fees and separate CQ award fees will apply. Implementation documentation and internal testing of the link between LOTW and WAZ is complete. The ARRL and CQ are now assembling a team of external beta testers to assure that the link is ready for widespread use. A separate announcement will be made when LOTW support for CQWAZ is available to everyone, and the LOTW has supported the CQWPX award program since 2012. The Worked All Zones is the second oldest active amateur radio award program behind the International Amateur Radio Union's Worked All Continents WAC award. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Radio operational news and remember it's a contact sport. All major Australian contests rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2018 contest dates include the VHF UHF WIA field day contest date for summer and that is the 13th and 14th of January 2018. The John Moyle Memorial Field Day will be held over the weekend of the 17th and 18th of March next year and will run from UTC 0100 on Saturday till 0059 on the Sunday. And the Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, that's on Saturday, May the 5th from 1000 UTC until 1146 UTC. 11th and 12th of August is WIA Remembrance Day, the RD Contest. And the Oceania Contest. There's two sections to that. Firstly, phone. And the phone section is on the first full weekend in October. That's the 6th and 7th of October. It starts at 0800 hours UTC on Saturday and goes to 0800 hours UTC on Sunday. The second section, being the CW section, will be on the second full weekend in October. That's the 13th and 14th of October. Again, starting at 0800 hours UTC on Saturday and going through to 0800 hours UTC on Sunday. Now to DXing and Brian. 
Antarctic Milestone being celebrated. The commemorative call sign VI-70HI has been heard on the 70th anniversary of the first of the Australian National Antarctic Research Expeditions to Heard Island. A group of 14 men set up on Heard Island in the Southern Ocean about 4,000 kilometres southwest of mainland Australia in 1947. Among them was Arthur Campbell Drury, VK3ACD, portable at Heard, now a silent key. The Heard Island base closed in March 1955 when Anare moved to Mawson Station. To mark the first expedition that anniversary, the callsign VI70HI is on air until February 28th, with the website qrz.com noting all activity is from mainland Australia and not Heard Island. The activity will be on HF from 160 through 10 metres, sideband CW, RIDI and possibly digital modes. A commemorative QSL card will be available via the QSL manager, Charles Zero OXO. He states that no QSL cards should be sent via the Bureau as they will not be answered. Any inquiries to either Lee VK3GK or the VK Contest Club. And an Australian broadcaster on shortwave. Yes, there's wide interest in the radio broadcaster 4KZ in North Queensland, usually on the AM band, but now with the transmission on 5055 kHz being received at the top end of Australia and overseas as well. NQ Radio General Manager Al Curtin has confirmed the transmission, which is part of the 50th celebrations. In January 2017, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation excited shortwave radio transmission from Northern Territory and Radio Australia International Services. Unfortunately, the 4KZ 5055 kHz signal, which began on December the 20th, is only 500 watts or half power until one of the RF boards can be repaired. The shortwave broadcast is from a site at East Innisfail in tropical North Queensland using a US-made 1.2 kilowatt transmitter into an inverted V antenna. The program from the 4KZ and 4AY AM band transmitters was designed to cover the Cape York area and North Outback. However, the 60 metre band signal has been heard much further away. Reports with many audio clips are from the top end of New South Wales and Victoria, as well as from the USA, Canada and New Zealand. The true test will come when full 1 kilowatts of power is able to be used and the transmission hours are about 0500 hours to 2300 hours UTC. All confirmed reception reports will receive a 4KZ shortwave QSL card and no return postage is required. Reports by email to Al Curtin, that's al at nqradio.com.au or to Radio4KZ. Post Office Box 19, Innisfail, Queensland 4860. Staying in the world of DX, also listen for Jacques F6HMJ operating as 6W7-F6HMJ from Senegal between December 21st and January 15th. He will be active using CW with some sideband on 20 through 10. You can send QSLs via his home call sign F6HMJ. Now Hong Kong celebrates with a VR20 prefix. Commemorating the 20th anniversary of Hong Kong's reunification with China, Hong Kong licensed radio amateurs are being allowed to use the special prefix VR20 on a voluntary basis to the 30th of June 2018. And the Republic of Korea, HL, special event station DT23WOP is QRV until February 2018 for the 23rd Olympic Winter Games. Activity is on the HF bands QSL via HL1IWD. And to wireless weather, no sunspots means challenging propagation. 
Changes in the density and structure of the ionosphere affects the transmission path of high frequencies and can even block HF radio signals completely. The ionosphere relies on sunspot radiation. The more there are, usually the better the propagation. The solar cycle or solar magnetic activity cycle is a periodic 11 year change in the sun's activity and appearance. We're still in solar cycle 24, which is the 24th since 1955 when extensive recording of it began. The present cycle started in December 2008. It reached a maximum in April 2014 with the smooth sunspot number only 116.4, the lowest in a century. Scientists can't explain the sun's bizarre behaviour being divided between it being a fluke or a sign of a deeper trend. And in 2017 there have been more than 100 days with no sunspots. The next cycle, cycle 25, is predicted to start by 2020, peaking at around 2024 to 2025 and forecast to be another weak one. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Hero Network activates in storms. Typhoon Tembin has moved out of the Philippines as the death toll rose to 230 and it left a lot of damage to infrastructure and agriculture. Many are missing or homeless. Ham Emergency Radio Operations, Hero, of the IARU Member Society Philippine Amateur Radio Association were assisting authorities and had also been activated for the storm a few days earlier. The first was Tropical Storm Kaitak that killed about 33 people, followed by Tropical Storm Temben that swept through the southern Philippines. Roberto Vicienzo Jojo, DU1VHY, says Hero had HF coordination through the National Emergency Net at 7.095 MHz, with three nets being held at 0700, 1700 and at 1900 daily. Jojo says KTAC ravaged the central Visayas area and maintained a stationary position for about three days. This was almost the same entry point as the Super Typhoon Haiyan in 2013. He said much rain was dumped in the Samar and Tacloban areas of the central Visayas region. In situations like this, most of Hero radio amateurs in the affected areas fold into the government's regional and provincial disaster risk reduction management offices. This consolidates the action of the amateur and civic groups as well as the military and police forces. After two days respite, Mindanao faced the destructive Typhoon Temben that caused the most damage and 230 lives were lost. Jojo says the wind strength and volume of rains inundated the island and the system took a direct path from east to west of Mindanao Island itself. Ed Escabate, DU8EE, who was embedded with a regional disaster risk reduction management office, mentioned the desperate search for survivors and bodies. Flooding hit houses, wiped out an entire village where people were trapped in their homes. Bridges, roads, communication and agricultural fields were damaged. It's only the start of the season for adverse weather in the Philippines, with the Hero Network prepared for other activations. Thanks to Jim, VK3PC, the chairman of the IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee for that story. Emergency Management Services Honoured. The 2017 US State of Missouri Volunteer of the Year Award was received by Rick Ebbetson, KB0VZP, in recognition of his outstanding work. The Johnson County Emergency Management Agency volunteer was nominated by agency staff for his dedication, contributions and achievements in the field of emergency management. He serves as the emergency coordinator for the Johnson County Amateur Radio Emergency Services. 
Rick KB0VZP has personally funded the RS trailer that has multiple capabilities, including public service and amateur radio. It is an expandable mast for antennas and has a mobile camera capable of tying into the mesh network that is established in Johnson County. The mesh network serves as a conduit for two signals from four cameras located on elevated tower sites during severe weather. The network is capable of sending data, text messages and voice over internet protocol at key locations in the near future. Annie is currently helping the Emergency Management Agency transition from simplex radio to a repeater system to provide better countrywide radio coverage. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Well, it's time for Rewind, Rob. A look back at our history 60 years ago. The year 1958 was the International Geophysical Year and saw the start of many technical things we have today. During that year, the Earth's magnetosphere was discovered plus a number of other notable milestones. The year was important in the development of amateur radio and electronics generally. On January 4th, Sputnik 1 fell to Earth, having been launched on the previous October 4th. The first successful American satellite, Explorer 1, launched on January 31st. The space race had begun. In July, the US created the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. It's called NASA. The Soviet Union was first in space, but the USA launched the world's first communications satellite on December 18th and planned to go to the moon. On February 11th, we had the strongest solar maximum based on records of 400 years. Sunspot cycle 19 was enjoyed by those of HF and 6 metres. Meteor scatter and stacked Yagis on VHF had grabbed the imagination of radio amateurs as they explored both the meteor scatter and ionosphere on 6 metres, and sideband was starting to emerge. The development in the 1960s combining the receiver and transmitter in the one box certainly helped single sideband to become the dominant phone mode on our bands. The Advanced Research Project Agency, ARPA, began to link research organisations with each other. Little did those involved realise that their work would lead to the now ubiquitous internet that we have today. On September 12th, Jack Kilby demonstrated the first integrated circuit and the principle of optical lasers was set out by researchers at the Bell Laboratories in December. We've certainly seen a shrinking in size with a boost in power from a plethora of devices. The citizen band began in the United States where the 11 metre band was taken from amateur radio. That started a global trend for the industrial, scientific and medical band. Although technology has exploded, modern amateur radio has too. It's still nice to reflect that a radio amateur using a 1958 set can still communicate with those made 60 years later. How true that is. That's awesome. It is. And thanks to Jim VK3PC for that very reflective piece. And on next week's news, Brian, on next week's VK1 WIA broadcast, we will be bringing you, the listeners, the latest from the International Amateur Radio Union as it watches developments with wireless power transfer in preparation for the World Radio Conference that's being held in late 2019. But before then, the social scene for 2018, February 18, VK3, 9am, the Wandark Hamfest at the Italian Sports Club of Werribee. And on February the 25th, it's the VK2 Wyong Field Day. Big one. March 25th, VK3, EMDRC Hamfest, Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. And on May the 4th to the 7th, and VK4, the Clareview Gathering. That's between Rockhampton and Mackay. 
And it's time now to book your tickets for Gips Tech, July 7th. It's the 21st annual Gips Tech Technical Conference, and the focus is primarily on weak signal VHF, UHF, and microwave communications, and the rest, big weekend out in Gippsland. So, Brian, are you planning a New Year's resolution? I don't like to lie to myself, Rob. You don't? No. So don't lie to well, yourself? Uh, you know, don't set, don't set goals out there too far is my, is my uh, view because yeah. uh, I kind of change my mind on things pretty often as well. Okay. So a- any particular goals that you might be... Lots of study, lots of learning, lots of playing, lots of um, hanging out with friends and family and, and uh, lots of building a lifestyle, you know, building wealth. It's the time as a youngster to do the right thing and uh, building skills and doing things that you want to be doing for the right reasons and just generally being a good person. It's kind of a good way to li- live your life, I suppose. So I guess those will be my resolutions. Just continue being as awesome as I already am. I was going to say, I think uh, a lot of those things you've already got uh, pretty Started. well in play. The, yeah. balls are, the balls are all rolling. So yeah, just keep, keep the inertia going, I think. Well, I've been thinking and uh, a New Year's resolution perhaps that brings a result. Some will be reflecting on making at least one year's resolution in 2018. I know mine, but here comes another worthy of undertaking for the new year. Why not promote modern amateur radio and what it has to offer? It's very diverse learning and recreational activity enjoyed by people of all ages and interests. Another description is that it's a technical hobby with lifelong learning and exploring. Virtually everybody has had exposure to a computer and the internet, and radio amateurs can combine that ability with a transceiver. The WIA has surveyed the amateur radio community ahead of next year's expected review by the ACMA into our licence condition determinations. Amateur radio is now open to everyone of all abilities and doesn't cost a fortune to participate. From experience, there's great fun to be had and plenty of good friends to be made on air. Now, here's where the New Year's resolution kicks in. As a radio amateur, explain the hobby without jargon, how you enjoy it, and how you're willing to help. Then get someone to begin studying for their foundation licence. That can be the challenge, but establishes the groundwork for technical concepts, safety, regulations, and on-air protocol. You're likely to find a lapsed radio amateur who can, with the right encouragement, be activated again after learning how the hobby has changed over the last decade or longer. Why not make it your New Year's resolution to promote modern amateur radio and recruit new people into it? I know I will. How about you? And Rob, that's an excellent sentiment to bring with you into the new year. You're already doing it, being involved with the uh, Foundation courses and the rest. And uh, I know that amateurs, myself included, like to talk to other amateurs just about amateur things. Um, But it's always exciting to talk to newcomers and explain it and not devolve into old rivalries and conversations and technical discussions that are so well beaten that... You know, we, we know what the groundwork is, what the what the perimeter of the conversation is, and we know when we're just uh, trotting all on out on old uh, old grass, you know. But to get somebody else involved and show them, you know, this is what I'm doing, why we're at the beach, and why my feet are up uh, in the hinge of the door with the door open with my hand on the microphone, that's happened a couple of times, and it's just it happens when you don't expect it to. But it's nice to be prepared. Indeed. All right. Well, I think we've come to the end of this week's news. I reckon and, we have. Uh, and the year. Uh, yeah, well, 31st of December. That's yep. just the end of this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll meet you again next year, listeners. And don't forget, you can uh, 
also sign up for the national news to be emailed to you every week in the uh, national news list, vk1wa-news-join at lists.wa.org.au. Go to the text edition on the website now. Go have a look at the end of every text edition that comes out every week. And the link is right there, as well as some other information there about maybe you'd like to start the new year now that you've all got, and as we all do, a little bit of extra spare time to, uh, you know, buff up the, uh, the old writing skills and submit something about your club, about, uh, about what you did over Christmas, about how you're going to improve over the coming year and uh, include other people, how you're going to enjoy the hobby or what you've already done or what you want to get into. Uh, we've got um, hams across Australia. We've got special interest groups. We've got all sorts of ways to interact with each other and the hobby and to learn and do and be active and to share. So um, maybe this is a time for you to share your ideas with everybody else on air. We'd love to hear from you. All right, send us your information. End of the year. Happy New Year's Eve to uh, all listeners and see you in the new year as we always say. The WA News, we've reported and you decide. We've reported, you decide.